Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. <laughs> One, two, three, oh, zero, nine, eighty. Yes. You're right over there. The laughter. If that wasn't me, that was that was our ghost. Oh. Watching the show this morning. You know who might be back on Monday Night Raw tonight, right? A couple of guys in the mm. spirit of Halloween. Papa Shango, who is the Godfather, mm-hmm. and the Boogeyman. Ooh. One of my probably all-time favorite characters. Definitely top three. The Boogeyman. I'm the Boogeyman. I'm coming to get you. Remember the dude that mm-hmm. used to eat the worms and yes. bash the clock over his yes. head? Oh, I can't wait. Screw Monday Night Football tonight, baby. Who cares besides Jeff and uh, Vienna about the Bengals and the Browns. <laughs> you got the World Series and you got the Boogeyman. And you know what's going to happen? God, if the- I was actually prepared for this show, I would have actually cut up that for a drop so that you could like drop it throughout the show. But you know what they're the, I'm the boogeyman thing. Got, That's got, like my favorite thing. I got bad news for you though. Uh-huh. The NFL game, the Battle of Ohio, it's going to outdraw both of well, them combined. I, I, yeah, I don't see like you care about television ratings a lot more than I do. You, Kevin Sheehan, Grant and Danny, you all care about TV ratings more than I do. First of all, they're completely inaccurate. They're not real. Secondly, like Okay, so football is more popular than wrestling and baseball. Baseball number one tonight, the boogeyman number three, and it's a distant three, is maybe the Browns and Bengals over the Wizards. But the Wizards Sixers might jump ahead of that. No, I'll definitely take in Wizards and Sixers. I mean, uh, well, although the Wizards stunk last night, Dave Johnson will have the call tonight right here on the Team Nine Eighty. Yeah, Washington got down twenty-two early, down forty-two, uh, nineteen and forty-one nineteen at one point, and then got it back to twelve, but could never seemingly get the buckets they needed. They got multiple stops in a row, but couldn't get anything to fall at the other end. They could have gotten it under single digits and maybe made it a little more interesting. Last night. Let's go back to line three. Roy is back. What's up, Roy? Sorry that the uh, 15-minute monster got you. <laughs> yep. It gets, happens to the best of us, I guess. It was a graveyard smash, Roy. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I think, like I said, go, like the Jags that. game, I was, I was really excited about what Turner could do with the jet sweep stuff. And I, and I felt like, you know, I don't think Heineke's better than, than Carson, even though Carson wasn't playing well, but he's better with these yards after carry guys that we have. And we're just not doing anything um, to, to get them open. And, and it's like, they're going to press us and because they don't trust Heineke's arm, but you can't press like Gibson or McKissick coming out of the back foot, or you can't press, you know, somebody that's running in motion and, and for God's sakes, on fourth and one and third and one, stop lining up in that dumb pistol formation. If you want Robinson to get a yard, line up under sender like Heineke got 
uh, on fourth and or on at, at the second and goal and either let Heineke get a yard like Tom Brady always does, or let the the big back get under center and do it. I don't understand why we're always in shotgun and pistol on these third Thank and short. Okay, let, all right. I'm gonna. I know. Step in, Russell. You're wrong. You're I'm wrong, gonna you're step wrong. in and fight both of you ding, guys here ding, because ding, again, wrong, 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 uh, again, wrong. I know where both of you guys are going, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Like you're saying I'm wrong. What I'm saying is it, it's impossible for you to tell me that it never works or it doesn't work or it can't work when it did work on third one in the first, first quarter. They did the same exact thing in on third and one in the first quarter as they did on fourth and one from midfield. The difference was is it got blocked better. It got yeah, blocked better. Easier. And if you're if you're if you're going to do it out of the pistol of the gun, at least call it as a read with your mobile quarterback to where like if he sees that it's not there, he can pull it. He doesn't even have the option to pull it. That's and it's fair. Like, it, just because it, I mean, it's a yard. Like if you can't get a yard under center, what are we doing? I mean, you, you know, I, I just I don't get why you're making it more difficult. I mean, it worked even though, but we're making it more difficult for no reason. But Turner's got to be better at. At you know, it's tough to run a quick game when they're going to press Heineke. We've got to use some motion. McKissick's like a non-factor, like you said, because of Gibson. I would love to see more two-back sets. You don't have a, a tight end really right now, so I don't know why we're not using two-back sets. And and you've got to use more motion to make it easier for Heineke because it seems like he's getting confused on some of these looks. And you got to move the pocket. Like the guy needs to cut the field in half or roll out or do something. Like the pocket being still for him is just not helping him because the line isn't holding up frequently enough for him, I don't think. And I just think Turner's got to do a better job because, you know, the good teams that can put up points, they're going to beat our defense more than they have. And, you know, and we didn't get enough um, extended drives like we did against Green Bay. We didn't run nearly as many plays that it almost cost us the game. That's a good call. Three hundred one, two three zero zero nine eighty. A couple times, they shifted McKissick out into a slot spot where it gave him three right, two left, went empty backfield. I wonder sometimes if that's not almost asking too much for Taylor Heineke to get through reads that have five different potential receivers, especially with not the longest time to throw the football yeah. right now. I, I think it's almost too much at, at times. Do they do they run enough RPO for you? I'm not I mean I'm not a I'm not a ginormous to borrow the word from my good friend Joe Miller. I'm not a ginormous RPO guy at the professional level, but if you have a guy like Heineke, you know, I don't mind doing it, but here's my problem with that. You have to then ask yourself, are you comfortable with Sam Howell coming into a game right now? Because if you run RPO and he pulls it out and does run, Mm -hmm. all it takes is one hit to get Sam Howell in a game right now. but isn't that part of the – okay, good point, obviously. But isn't that part of the explanation when, again, everyone calls and and screams on Twitter, fire Scott Turner? Here's why. Why why they don't move the pocket. NFL defensive ends ends have no discipline. Washington yesterday, Obata, Smith-Williams, both multiple times allow themselves to be blocked inside and allowed Ellinger to get outside of them. NFL defensive ends. It's not just those two. NFL defensive ends by nature play with a lack of discipline. As soon as you... As soon as you put it in the belly of Gibson on a play like that, the ends are coming crashing crashing down down. because they think he's going to get the ball. And And that's when you're supposed to pull it. Yes, if Heineke pulls it out, he's going to run for days around the end. Let let me ask you this, because I know they've done it in the past. Here's the problem. Here's my problem with it in short yardage. 
It is such a slow developing play. You give linebackers That's and fine. safeties and everybody coming up there to run up there a chance to get up there and clutter the play up. On a, if you take it under center, two things: you, a safeties and linebackers have to respect the quarterback sneak is in play. Okay, they just can't make a beeline for the running back going wherever the running back is going to be. If you have to acknowledge that they could quarterback sneak it, so I can't just you know, take off where the running back might be in that situation. But theoretically, can you you can't really run a run pass option play from under center. No, can no, you? no, no, but no. But you can not. from pistol, which you, is what everybody hates. Yeah, but that's not what they do. I know, but they could if I, they wanted I to. I want my running back to they have. They could a, either give it to Gibson or or Robinson. I don't they care could pull if we're it. running left or right. I prefer to go left under Chuck and Norwell. You know, give me Lennon Norwell, left side with a tight end over there. I'll take my chances with those guys on the run anytime. But I want my running back to have a head of steam going in a direction. Right now, when you snap it to him out of a gun, he's taking a handoff from a stationary position, and he has no momentum being built up going forward. When he's got momentum going forward, he can run through tackles, he can run through contact, and he's got a much better chance to get me a yard. I don't like a guy taking a handoff from a stationary position where everybody on the planet knows, hey, we're giving this guy the ball right here, and he's starting from a stationary position. The so, running back is. Yes. So but, my yeah, offensive, but, the run, but the running back on any normal handoff is starting from a stationary position. No, Chris, by the time he's getting the handoff, if the guy's coming from under center... He's got a head of steam. He's starting forward and taking the ball. Uh, all right, that's fair. Uh, that that I mean, but but that's why you line up in the pistol, which but but it further, I guess, illustrates your point that in order to get the running downhill start, you've got to start. Now you've got to line up eight yards behind the line of scrimmage you instead don't even of five. Have to do that. No, you don't even have to do that. You don't. Even, you don't have to go that far. Wow. You, you don't have six, to go that far. Seven, five or six. I mean, we can. It's a short yardage play. It's got to be quick. It's got to be boom, boom. Too many, Chris. I watched. Trust me, I watched this on the college level on Saturdays a ton. Okay, a ton. And you know what happens? They hit a freaking brick wall, or a team makes a stop in the backfield, and the coach is going, "Oh my God, I can't believe we didn't get this play on fourth and one." He's answering. He's answering questions after the game as to why you didn't get it done on fourth and one so at the forty-nine yard the, line. You, you don't put a lot of it on execution. You put a lot of it on design. Chris, sure, if your offensive line is dominating like a Michigan offensive line or something like that and they are moving people, sure, any play can work then, but it's not realistic to think that that's going to happen, particularly right now with this offensive line, which continues to be patchwork. Turner back in at right guard because Charles was ill Mm -hmm. yesterday. You're playing with your third center so far this season, though Larson is an upgrade over Martin and would have been number two if he would have been healthy, I think, in that situation. But my my point is – is if and you want I, I we'd have to look it up maybe pro football focus has some kind of uh category about you know out of fourth down and one out of the pistol things like that short yardage out of the pistol maybe I don't, I don't think know. they break it down by quarterback alignment or but I backfield see this alignment. so much especially on Saturdays yeah. I see this so much on Saturdays in the college game that everybody's running out of RPO stuff out of spreads and they get hijacked in the backfield, and, and every, the coach is answering the question but after the game. there's got to be a reason why everybody's doing it. And, and, and I guess my point being is 
if you line him up, I, I know we got a ton of calls. If you line him up under center, yes, he can quarterback sneak it. Yes, the running back is theoretically closer and can get a downhill approach. But there's got to be re- – and, and you can still run fly sweep uh, behind the quarterback, behind the running back, whatever. So you can still do that. But there's got to be a reason why teams are doing more short yardage goal line runs out of pistol. Yeah, there's got to be a reason. Because they're stubborn. That's it? Or is it because they're trying to not do an obvious tell? Meaning we're trying to make it look like a pass but when it's an actual never, run. But if you never pass out of it or you I, never have I your quarterback you. pull it out and run. Well, yeah. I mean, but that would, that would be the whole point is you've got to do some of that so that tendencies on tape don't like build if up. I see, like if I see on a third and one play early in the game, if I see both ends crashing down trying to get my running back, you bet I'm going to call that play again and tell my quarterback to keep it and run around the end, except they don't do that. They don't do that. They keep handing it to the guy. And they, oh, geez, he gets stopped two maybe, yards in the backfield. Maybe it's I, like I a don't half understand a, how that happened. Maybe it's like a half-ass concocted plan. How about that? It might be. 301-230-0980. Let's go to line four. Pete's in Laurel. What's up, Pete? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Pete. How y'all feel? How you doing? Hey, listen, before I get into that, I just want to say this. Uh, this is a good segue for me for uh, the Wizards, man. Somebody's got to go and tell Brad Bill, man, he's getting paid off for individual accomplishments and whatever sales they're making down there. He's not making the team better. I wouldn't have paid that guy because he's not making the team better. We have a playoff uh, system in a, a, a game now to go in to get more players, and we still can't get there. But enough of that. We got time to talk about the Wizards. Um, but terrible decision to pay that dude uh anyway uh ron has to win now um so i I get what he's doing um that's number one let me start with that and it's always better to win than lose i get that too uh we all know who taylor is so i i kind of marvel how we keep talking about taylor heineke um we know who he is he he's not gonna take us to the promised land so for me taylor does what he does great you know i applaud him but we know who he is i'm about long term I'm about the future, even though Ron doesn't have time for that. I, I'm I'm for benching this guy and see what Howe has going into uh, the season, getting how the division is playing out. I don't really get, uh, from a fan's perspective, I want to get back to the promised land, man. And Taylor's not going to take us there. Uh, he's exciting. He's nice to talk about. But the realistic thing is um, he's not going to take us there. Put the rookie in. Let's see what he has going into the off season. Let's just, you know, this is just my perspective. Let's just see what he has so we'll know whether we need to draft a quarterback or not. It doesn't make sense for me to keep playing this guy. Uh, we'll find out what he's made out for the next two weeks. Um, I know who he is. You know who he is. Everyone that's called knows who he is. He's not that guy that's going to take it to the promise and why we keep playing him. He's a great backup only if we have a franchise quarterback to back him that he can back up. Otherwise than that, to me, he's useless. If we don't have a franchise quarterback to start and he can come in and do what he does, then I can get excited about Heineke. That's just my take on it. Um, you know, I listen to what you guys have to say about that, but bench the guy because we already know who he is. We gave him time last year. Give the rookie time this year to see who he is, and then we can go into the offseason knowing what we have to do. That's my take, man. Right, thank mind. you, Pete. Pete. Appreciate it. And you know, I'll go, I mean, you're I'm in gonna, a three-game winning right, streak, and you're going to bench right. the starting I'm quarterback? Gonna go, I'm going to go within Pete's comment to give him why they're not going to bench him. And he said it perfectly. Ron doesn't have time. Ron's got to start winning games now, winning more games now. And with a quarterback that is doing that, 
there's no chance on planet Earth he's going to disrupt that mojo and that momentum as of right now. It's just like we talk about the decision the Saints have to make over the next two days on Alvin Kamara. You're 3-5. and five. You're a game out of a division where the Bucks suck. The Falcons are the leader at 4-4. Four and four, And you might be able to play your way into a division lead, but you're no threat to the top clubs. You are no threat at all to the Eagles, to the Cowboys, uh, maybe even the Vikings right now in the NFC. So do you get a bundle for Kamara now while his value will never be greater because he still has one year of team control for whoever acquires him? Or do you make, you know, do you make a play for the playoffs because you know your fans want you to try and win every game? And the coach will tell you. Players want to win every game, Chris. They want you to give them all the help you can right now. Like if Washington can make a deal right now to enhance their club by 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon that's going to make them better, you know, they they should do it because you're playing your way back into a potential playoff position. That's Ron's first obligation. And because of that and the fact that they're winning, there's no chance they're taking four out of the lineup right now. Let me ask you this real quick. Because of Jahan Dotson's very uncertain nature, Right? He's missed four games already. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he's coming back this week? Who knows if he'll pop it again? Are you looking at a wide receiver? Are you looking at an Elijah Moore? Are you looking at a Chase Claypool? Are you looking at a... No, because the, 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 what I would have to give up for Claypool uh, would not be worth it to me uh, in the long run because then I'm, I'm looking down the road at, uh, you know, Claypool being my, like, Two, three, four. I mean, I got Samuel. I got Dotson. I'd have Claypool. Then, unless I'm moving Deami Brown or Cam Sims in that deal back to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, then I have a again. I'm back to a very crowded room. And how much does Chase Claypool get the football here um, to affect winning? Well, I, I mean, I only bring that up because again, we have no idea when John Dotson's coming back. No, I agree. I, I mean, right. and, and neither do they, right? I, I mean, they thought he was good after. But you know what? You know who made a nice and... catch yesterday? Cam, Cam Sims. Sims. So I, that was a nice catch. It was a very good throw. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, but, but I'm saying though, Cam Sims can play that yeah. number three or four role. Yeah, he's shown you he can do that. You yeah. just got to put him on the field and let him do it. The the problem here is the problem has been worsened, if you will, over the last couple of weeks by not only not having Dotson, but then losing Diami after the, uh, you know, uh, uh, early in the Chicago game, mm-hmm. or did he miss the Chicago? No. I don't think he played. Right. So I think he missed both of those. Both. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He, he. I think he played in the Chicago game, got hurt there, missed the Packer game, and then missed right, He's missed two, and I was going right. to say he's missed two straight. But, so. but, again, Jahan's missed four. Diami's now missed two and change. Mm-hmm. And Logan Thomas missed three and still is not right. Still is not Logan Thomas. And they've still won three games. And they've in a still row. won three games in a row. Let's but, get let's go to line two. Let's get Sean and Rockville in here before the break. He's been on hold. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, hey can y'all hear me? It sounded like my we phone. Got was you. We got you. We got you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, Pete, I want to thank you because uh you took my blood pressure down from two hundred over one eighty because uh uh the rooster was killing me. <laughs> Why was but, I killing you? You mentioned uh uh Oh, my goodness. And Roger up and wherever he was when he got cut off, I was so thankful. It was like, and then the one guy talking about getting rid of Heineke. Listen. Well, that wasn't me. The, the, the rooster, I mean, 
Pete mentioned Joe Montana. And I had just said the same thing to a workmate. The problem is they're trying to play him like he's Joe. He ain't Joe Montana. Stop. Shot this shotgun. Th- you know what you have. Use what you have. They're not coaching him correctly. Everybody knows it. I know this is going to be redundancy uh, Monday, but everybody's saying that they're not using him to his uh, skill set. Now, we talk about saving this player, saving uh, uh, Gibson. They put Tua out on the field with his brain leaking, brain fluid, and he's running and diving in. The, they're like, dude, you're a football player. Go play football. Why are we always saving our guys? Sa- use what we have. This, this reminds me of when we had Brian Mitchell. I had a brain aneurysm watching them. To me, Brian Mitchell was the most wasted, Redskin resource in the history of our – every time that dude touched the ball, he got seven yards. They bring him in on third. And I'm like, why do they waste this guy? He's tough as a bag of hammers. Waste and we're doing – we do the same thing with our players. You know, we get these, these people that go somewhere else, they turn in the st- – use what – use it, use what you have. Coach Heineke up like – it will be fine. Sean, let, let, let me jump in here and just ask you a quick question. Specific to Heineke, would you like Heineke to either boot, roll out, sprint out, waggle out, whatever you want to call it, out uh, 90% of, of of the snaps? Is that is that what you want? What, what, what I, not, not that, because that's too predictable. What I would like to see is um, – it's going to come automatically with up tempo, up to tempo. Every he's a different player with up tempo. His mindset is he 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 scrambles. And here's the thing about his weak arm: his arm is no weaker than Tua. I watch watch Waddle and watch Hill. They have to come back for every Tua pass. Every Tua pass, they stop and they come back and they catch. He's more accurate than than Heineke, but the difference is Heineke overthinks it. And it's not that his arm is weak. He's aiming the ball. Because the ball he's throwing, I'm looking, I'm like, my wife can throw the ball that hard. That is not the limit of his arm. That's symptomatic of him making the decision to throw the ball. You know, so some of them floaters, I mean, Rooster, you can throw the ball that hard. That is not his arm strength. It's his, those floaters is not his limit. His limit in his, let him, hey, man, this is your team. Give him some audibles. Go play. And he'll be a different player. Okay. That, I mean, that's all fair. Sean, appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, look, I'm not – of course there's more that Scott Turner can do. I also think it's a matter of he doesn't uh, – they don't. He doesn't. He doesn't trust them fully. They don't trust uh, their quarterbacks at the end of the first half. Every first half. At the end of every first half, they have a chance to move the football, get into no huddle, get into up-tempo, have some timeouts, do something other than safe conservative crap, and every first half they wind up sticking their tail between their legs. 301-230-0980, that's how you get to us. Burgundy and Gold today is coming up next. It's me and the Rooster until noon. We'll take your calls, 301-230-0980, as we've got plenty of you to get to still right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
There's one other part of that that maybe we didn't hear, but here's your, I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. Ah, can't wait. Can't wait, my guy. I got to get the boogeyman on the show. I mean, again, if I planned my life better, I would have had a lot of other things all set up. By the way, um, you haven't heard this yet, Pete. I got to send this to you. Mm-hmm. Um Matt was out on, on Friday because he was on Staten Island um, doing things that they do on Staten Island um, at a wedding. And um, JT the Vic, of course, was here. I uh, he did a great job. So Tyler sends me this video. I think it was on Friday night. Maybe it was Saturday. I didn't know. It was, it was Saturday evening. He was trying to listen to me on CBS Sports Radio. But somehow through his Odyssey app, he could only get – our Friday show, I guess, because that's what he normally has. And so he sends me this video, and he's like, yeah, Dad, uh, the Islanders won, and uh, the, the Commanders play the the, uh, the the Colts, and JT the Vic's the best. Go JT the Vic! JT the Vic! <laughs> JT the Vic! JT the Vic! <laughs> and if I, if I, <laughs> if I would have been able to technologically figure out a way to get that audio or just every time. Oh, Matt, you know, so great. Matt's with us. Matt's back. <laughs> I just have Tyler run <laughs> JT the Vic just to mess with people. I, love I see the pecking order. <laughs> I love messing with people. I don't know why he just happened to listen to the show. So he just, and he knows JT the Vic. He, mm-hmm. he, he knows JT the Vic because JT used to be with us. Every day on the show, last offseason from baseball. And by the way, happy, uh, what, uh, what uh, three-year anniversary to the Nationals? Yep, three yesterday? years ago yesterday, Howie yeah. Kendrick off the right field foul pole. And the Nats get the victory and the world championship. Astros game three tonight with the Phillies in Philadelphia. Let's get all these calls in. we got a bunch of people to fit in here in a short amount of time. 301-230-0980. We go to, let's see, uh, let's go to line one. Let's get Jeff and Vienna in here. What's up, Jeff? Hey, congratulations on the win, guys. Thank um, you, Jeff. Sorry about thank, uh, thank criticizing the Colt, uh, the Bengals and the Browns, but you know you know what no. I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I was working. I, I didn't hear it, so, you know, we'll get I, the win tonight. I'm I, not, I was just basically uh, saying it's kind of a, you know, for me it's like fourth or fifth on the list tonight because, you know. Yeah. Nah, it's number one on the list for me. And Pete, you're going to Cincy this weekend. If you need any pointers, just DM me. So yeah, I got I, we uh, we got like uh, our menu this week. We always vote when we go to an opposing city on places to eat. And Scott Strassmeyer SID put a list of like eleven places this week to choose from. So I mean, not, hopefully oh, you're going to get some oh, Cincinnati chili, right? I don't. I'm not a big chili guy. So Grater's Grater's ice cream, much more important, but back to the topic at hand, Uh, Chris, do you think anybody in the front office is already starting the snap count ticker? Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know how that exactly gets computed, uh, but I know like they are definitely, definitely aware of it. So I'm sure somebody is figuring it out on Wentz, on Wentz, you mean? Yeah, as as weeks go by, you got to figure somebody's paying attention to that. 
Um, no doubt. And also, I mean, Ron. Um, Ron admitted. Ron admitted last week to Ben Standing of the Athletic at Odyssey DC that he is, you know, that that uh, you know that he wouldn't want to ideally bench somebody who's playing well because of a clause they put in the contract. But remember, Carson Wentz, A, wasn't playing well, and B, they didn't have to bench him to get him out of there. Now, they could keep him out. That's a different argument. But they didn't have to force him out, basically. Yeah. And I know, I'm I'm sure I missed it when I wasn't paying attention. Does Ron have somebody in his earpiece for that end-of-the-first-half clock management nightmare? <laughs> I don't think they have, like, uh, what Denver is doing with Jerry Rosberg, uh, who's who's brought in as a special consultant. I'm not aware of anyone specific that that's their primary job. But, uh, but I, 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 think it is, I think it is not because they're idiots. I think it is because they don't trust either of their quarterbacks when they're in a close game – a minute, minute and a half left, couple of timeouts, one timeout, three timeouts, whatever it might be, they do not trust either of their quarterbacks to send them into the half, losing whatever momentum they have and with negative momentum. Let's go down to line eight. Yeah. That's where thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the call. We gotta get a bunch of people in here. Uh, let's go down to line eight. Bill's listening in North Carolina on the Odyssey app. What's up, Bill? Hey, fellas, who in the world would think I'd be reduced in life to having to pull for the Houston Astros? But anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, I, I'll tell you what, if, if I ever caught a North Korean spy and had to get the guy to talk, if I had a half an hour to get the guy to talk, I'd throw him films of the last three Commanders games. I mean, I, I think he'd spill the beans on where all the nukes were, and if anything I wanted to hear, he'd, he'd tell me. But, but uh, Which leads me to two questions. If you had a time machine, do you take Tua? And also, since I'm stuck down here in the Confederacy, God give me, give me strength, um, and I'm, I'm a little bit out of it. Do you think that they can finally get Dan Snyder and put the guy to rest once and for all? I, I just want to get a definitive answer on this. Do you, do you think it, the time has come where they can finally get this guy uh, out, out, out of Dodge? So <laughs> I'm, I'm on pins and needles for this one, fellas. Give me some good news. All right, Bill. Appreciate the Thanks, call. Bill. Um, certainly, look, I mean, you saw it yesterday. People are in Indianapolis with tweets about, or signs, rather, about selling the team. You've got an owner in uh, the Colts owner, you know, Jim Mersey, who's publicly out here, essentially leading the charge, trying to drum up some momentum amongst the owners in terms of heading in that direction. Ultimately, is there a way legally that the league can try and get him removed as the owner is ultimately the question because Dan and his legal teams, they are the kings of litigation and they will do everything they can within their power to allow the Snyder family to keep control of the team until they can't anymore. I mean, that's, that's, that's just the reality of the situation. And, you know, whether whether Dan knows it, whether their family knows it or not, 98% of the fan base wants them removed as the owners. But that's still not good enough to get them removed uh, as the owners. Let's go to line two, Marks and Landover Hills. What's up, Mark? Top of the day to you, gentlemen, and a fine day it is. And happy Halloween, Pete and Chris. Thank you, Mark. Same to you. Hey, thanks a lot, Chris. I called in to compliment the rooster on his comment before you guys went to last break about them going in at halftime with their tail between their legs because, Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, you're hitting the nail on the head. Clock management's one thing, but 
showing some deliberation is another. And I think you and Pete talked about that a couple months back, and they're doing it again, fellas. They better be careful. Listen, I I know everybody wants to go crazy. I I know everybody says, well, you know, this team can do it and that team. Like, again, I think when they're in these close games, and yesterday, like, what, it was 7-6, right? They just don't want to go in to a 12-minute, you know, timeout. And especially if they don't have the ball at the start of the third quarter, which sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. kind of depends on the coin flip, whatever. They don't want to go in with such a horrible feeling. It's almost like the best thing I can equate it to is sometimes when you give up a goal in hockey in the final 30, 45 seconds of a period, Pete, coaches hate that. They hate that. Yep. It's good. It's they don't crusher. want it. It's crushing. I, I think they got to strive with more effort myself. That seems to work out better for them. Understand. You Understand. Know, you won't get an argument from me. I'd like to. I'd like to see the. I mean, look to me. Anytime you have a chance, unless you're buried inside your ten yard line or something, I, I think you should always attempt to get some points because anytime you can score in this game, with the way the scoring has been down in this league this year is so incredibly important. And you saw it yesterday. The fact that the defense kept the Colts from getting seven on multiple occasions and holding them to three was gigantic in the outcome of that game. Line three, Chris is in Hyattsville. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy Hello. Victory Monday to you. Um, Rooster, what's on the docket for the menu tonight? For, are you making some spooky spaghetti, or are you handing out meatballs to the kids, or candy, or what? Uh, well, probably meatballs because they uh, have very low carbs. Okay. I just remember. Remember what your doctor said, okay? Yes, yes. So you, I, I know. You want you, my glipizides you, you, you and, you know, and my triglyceride number and information on the radio. I, I understand because, of course, want, that's, we, that's what I was asking for with Chase Young. We want, we want, we want all your LDLs, your HDLs, yeah. that, you know. Trust me, you don't LOLs want any of that stuff. It ain't, it ain't good. Okay. We just want it to be good. Okay. So don't, you know, you see a big bowl of Reese's peanut butter cups. Those, those are for the kids. Okay, yeah. not for you. No, I hear. Listen, you. I, I want to talk. I want to nominate that. We had a previous caller about thirty minutes ago. I want to nominate him for dumb dumb of the week. He's suggesting benching Heineke after two consecutive victories in spectacular fashion. I, I think the thing that's holding this guy back is not his ability. It's really Scott Turner and Rod Rivera's lack of faith in any quarterback they put on the field. They are so ultra conservative. To me, they remind me of like, you know, the the 90s Braves who are hoping they can score one run and and expect Glavin to shut the rest of the team down. Like they get one score in the first half and they're like, okay, we're not going to pass the ball more than five yards anymore. The minute that they had to throw the ball, Two, the final two possessions of the game, Heineke took the team up and down the field immediately and scored twice. Once they took the reins off and let him also run the two-minute drill, they were successful. And so I really feel like it's their lack of faith and also just their lack of innovation in the offense that holds them back and not him. One more thing, and I, this is my pet peeve. There are other teams, the Eagles, uh, any team quarterback by Tom Brady has figured out how to get fourth and one all the time. Okay, you don't, to Pete's point, you don't hand the ball back to a running back who's five yards behind the line of scrimmage. You do a quarterback sneak. And if you're, if you're scared that Heineke is undersized, which, by the way, he got the game-winning touchdown on a quarterback sneak, coach or teach one of the tight ends who probably played quarterback in high school or college to take the snap and push forward and get one yard. 
Logan Thomas could do it. Bates could do it. They've already done Wildcat with Rodgers. I don't know why NFL teams continue to do the same thing they've been doing for 50 years, hand the ball back to a running back who's already five yards behind a line of scrimmage when they need to get one yard. It doesn't make any sense. And no, there is no good reason why they do it, Chris. It's just because they don't have any other ideas or they're afraid of bucking convention. Chris, appreciate it, pal. Let's get- uh, I don't know. I saw Mike McDaniel put a tight end in motion and take a quarterback sneak yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, to your point, they, they can do that. Why don't they do it? It's not because they're idiots. Let's go to line four. Chris is in Laurel. What's up, Chris? Hey, good morning. So real quick, you guys, um, I've been married and divorced three times, okay? Now, That's a lot. I haven't been divorced in the last 15 years. You need to listen to the Big Lou commercials. <laughs> the Big Lou commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm trying to get some help with some uh, life insurance, too. I, well, go to I, Big I Lou. I got Big Lou's number in my yeah. phone. Yeah, I would but call anyway, Big Lou. After, 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 after three marriages and three divorces, I figured out marriage ain't for me. And, and I, I tell you, Heineke, we, we did this last year with Heineke. We dropped him back. We tried to make him a pocket passer. The offensive line was better. And his success rate, I mean, I mean, if they do the math, when they drop him back five or seven steps in the pocket, he, his, his, he's got to be less than probably 40% successful, those plays. And, and, you know, we had this guy named Mark Rippin. And I'm older than you guys, but you, you, I know you remember Mark. But, you know, one season, he, the season he took us and won the Super Bowl, you know, they kept rolling him out to the right. He was only sacked, I think, twice that whole season. How hard is it to figure out that we need to roll him to the right or the left and, and give him a, you know, you want better passes, you want better decisions, we'll put him in a position to make a better decision. The problem, I mean, uh, we talk about his arm strength and everything else. If, if anybody, and I know you guys have gone back and looked at ODU, looked at his stats, it's my understanding that he won the Heisman Trophy for that division. Now, I don't know if that part's true. I just heard that. Yeah, yesterday. no, he did. He did. But, he did. He, he, yeah, was a, I mean, he was the FCS the, player of the, the year. The guy's a superstar. He owns every record, not the number one. He owns the top nine in every category they kept at the school. So, I, I think the problem is Turner. And then I'm going to end on this because I don't know if you guys heard this yet. But yesterday there was a caller into one of the shows, and they, they're calling uh, Taylor and Terry TNT. I love it. I like that. I think it's I great. I like that. TNT. We're Taylor dynamite. Let's TNT. hope so. Let's keep yeah, it up. I love it. I love it too. Chris, appreciate All it. Right. Robert, Have a great day. Robert in Maryland's capital city gets the last word. What's up, Robert? All right. Well, as a former Baltimore Colts fan, uh, I consider this a victory Monday. Uh, Indianapolis is the only professional sports team that I loathe, and I'm sure people in Cleveland feel the same way about the Ravens. But, uh, you know, it's about time somebody to write the uh, ballad of uh, Taylor Heineke. I think it's well-suited for that. You know, regardless of what he is as a quarterback, he does create interest in the fan base, what's left of it. So if for no other reason, that's why he should be playing, because that's what the uh, organization needs. It'll be interesting to see this weekend uh, on the uh, return of uh, your former quarterback uh, how many fans get out there because they're excited to see uh, what, what Heineke can do. So anyhow, uh, uh, come the end of the year, they're going to be either side of 500, and first thing on the list is going to be to find another quarterback like they've been trying to do 
for the last four or five years. But uh, for right now, uh, he's the guy to play and enjoy, and uh, wherever the chips fall, that's that's where they fall. All right, Robert, appreciate it. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, those guys were dynamite yesterday at crunch time when they needed to be, and we'll see if uh, Taylor Heineke can continue the story. Can he Look, Geno Smith, he's writing a different story in Seattle. You never know. Taylor Heineke might be writing a different story here, but again, you have to find a happy ending. 301-230-0980, the dum-dum of the month. Well, the best of moron dum-dum. of the yeah. month, which is how we celebrate dum dum of the day. So is that that that's you pick? What what are we doing? Are we taking the best of this month? Yeah, basically. Mm. Maddie has uh, kind of distributed a list. I like it. So this Matt this Matt guy is pretty good, considering yeah. he's dressed up as the brawny paper towel guy today mm-hmm. for Halloween. Three zero one. I'm dressed up as uh, Ken Niamatololo. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Pete's wearing a hoodie. Surprise! Yeah. Yeah, I got a Navy football hoodie on. That's what I do every day. I'm the hoodie. Chris has got the goodies for Dumb Dumb of the Month right here next on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Every time Chris Kiner brings Chris Russell back to the homestead over here, Russell rises with this theme song right behind him. From the ashes. Oh, you weren't quite in the ashes. Well, sort of. You had money. Yeah, that's true. You got some cash. That's true. Three one two three. I have one step in the coffin right now. Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, ben Cotty wanted that uh, number one, and uh, Brian that, Powell wanted it. Oh, did Brian yeah, Powell? Brian ask Powell for it? Me- also, messaged uh, me already about it. Also, my guy, um, uh, my pal Fred, his his son Matthew. Hello, Fred. Uh, hello, Fred. Uh, his friend, his son Matthew, is a huge Undertaker fan. So, uh, just a little tribute on Halloween: the Dead Man, the Undertaker. Maybe the Undertaker will be on Monday Night Raw tonight. I don't. Know. There's a lot going on tonight. That's the point. There's like forgot about the K, uh, the Cap. The Caps and the Canes. The Caps and the Canes. Caps are in Carolina. Wizards take on the Sixers here tonight on the Team 980. Dave Johnson has the call uh, right here live tonight on the Team 980. So keep it tuned here Mm -hmm. throughout the day. Burgundy and Gold today is up next. Jackson and Walker bringing it to you live here on the radio at 12 o'clock. Oh, they're all fired up already. I mean, Doc's doing his, you know, his spiel about how I'm on the radio every time he turns on the radio and how I'm a legend and how he's privileged to just walk in my, in my space. Always... And, Scott, and Scott Jackson's upset at Adam Schefter for doing a uh, an interview with three head coaches uh, in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan, and by the way, LaFleur, Jay, Gruden, Jay Gruden brought up another guy. Uh-huh. That used to be here too. And Wes Phillips. Yes. Who's working with Kirk Absolutely. Cousins. Right now, our guy Ben Kotwika coming back yeah. as well. He's with the special teams uh, mm-hmm. unit see for if the he Minnesota has, Vikings. See, well, he, he let's see if he has something in store uh, for Washington coming up this week. We'll right see. now, we have in store for you 
the moron of the month. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Oh, yeah. At the end of every month, Matt Essig uh, compiles a list of all of our Dumb Dumbs of the Day. So we celebrate all the Dumb Dumbs on the last day or the last show of the last day of the month, Pete. And we combine it and roll it into one big celebration Mm. called Moron of the Month. You want to guess who... This month of October's Moron of the Month is? I'm going to guess it's... Do you want me to give you a hint? Or I'm going to guess, guess it's first? somebody from Florida. Uh, he did he, he did work in Florida the last time we saw him work. Would his, That'll be a clue. Would the initials be A and B? Ding! Ding! That's right. You may have forgotten Antonio Brown who, uh, when we last saw him, was doing calisthenics and jumping jacks at MetLife Stadium uh, before Bruce Arians no. fired his ass. But the last and time we saw him, he was buck naked well, in a pool. I should say the last time we saw him on a football field. Okay. The last time we saw him, correct, to your point, he was showing his arse, and then he was planting his flagpole in a luxurious pool at a luxurious resort in Dubai, and then wondering why everybody was so horrified and running away (laughs) as he literally had his hand wrapped around his thing. Ah, There you go, Robert. There you go. It was scary. There's no doubt about it. I mean, listen, Antonio Brown, he appears blessed in more ways than one. I'm going to say that, like, man... Like whatever you, whatever you do with that thing, go have fun, <laughs> do whatever you got to do, buddy. Antonio buddy, Brown and the Mister Marcus story. Here's what we don't do in America or in Dubai or in normal civilized society: we don't show our bare buttocks in the face of a poor woman, and then... She's not poor if she's in a pool in Dubai at a resort. And then lift your buttocks out of the water so that you're... You what, Shabbatish? You're... 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 uh, What's the nicest thing I can call it? You're... Shvangus! (laughs) Yes, that is showing, and you are doing Talking unsavory about things to it. from the ashes. And what? then wondering <laughs> why everybody can't stand you. I wouldn't say everybody can't stand him. For that, Antonio Brown is your moron of the month. And always <laughs> a dum-dum of the day. All right, my guy Grimace says, listen to Burgundy and Gold today. Coming up next, Doc, the fourth-round pick of the Cincinnati Bengals, getting ready to roll up in here with Scott Jackson, my former morning show partner in Norfolk, right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.